0: I will, uh, yes, I will get to the governor's ED remaining. I will, I will. Hour number two, the Pete Callender Show, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110, and you can email Pete at the dot com. So the New York Times out with a story today, publishing an article about the broad... Ongoing FBI criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's international business and tax activities. Prior to the election, the New York Times, says Glenn Greenwald, to their credit, was one of the few to apply skepticism to the CIA's pre-election lie, noting on October 22nd that no concrete evidence has emerged that the laptop contains Russian disinformation. Our intelligence agencies... And people who work in them, obviously, they're at the center of this as well. There was a unification, this, uh, I think Greenwald calls it an unholy trinity or something, between big tech, corporate media, and our intel. And they worked to get Joe Biden elected. Now, some are useful idiots, and that's, I mean, I'm describing most of the media people, I think, uh, with that term. The useful idiots, this was a, you know, Vladimir Lenin used this term. They are the ones that are useful but are stupid. And so they're usually up against the wall right after they, they whack all of the the capitalists and such. Then they go and they whack all of the useful idiots because now you're not useful anymore. We just needed you to make our arguments for us and make, you know, Make it seem like there was a lot of people that this was a populist thing. Then, of course, we take power and we 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 have to wipe you guys out. Sorry. Uh, Right. Because you may get mad. You may feel betrayed at some point, which, by the way, if you were one of these people that scoffed at the idea of the Hunter Biden laptop story. You should feel betrayed right now. You really should. It should make you angry. But unfortunately, and I think Glenn Greenwald is correct on uh, some of this analysis here, that for a lot of people, it's okay. For a lot of people, they don't care. It doesn't matter to them. Because think about what all of this means, is that in the crucial days leading up to the presidential election, most of the corporate media spread an absolute lie about the New York Post's reporting. And they did that in order to mislead and manipulate the American electorate. It means that big tech monopolies, Twitter and Facebook, that they censored the story based on a lie from the, quote, intelligence community. The real reason that a lot of folks on the left and their media allies do not want to hear about any of this now is because they believe that the means they used are justified by their noble ends. Hands justify the means. It's okay when we do it. It's Calvin Ball. This is the thing that has become very, very clear. It's not a matter of double standards. There are no standards. That's where we are now. And so that's why all of the people, you know, wailing and crying about Donald Trump's personality and such, and oh, I can't believe in the, oh, what about the norms? And no, this. You guys, are, you guys have blown through these things. The Steele dossier, separate and apart from now this, is another example. It took a long time, and it's still dribbling out, you know. It took a long time to get to the point where we could confirm with actual evidence, because I'm big on that. I want to see and hear the evidence. I can have suspicions, and that's fine. I tend... To steer away from just the conspiracies and just the you know the the I don't know, construction of these fantasies that just so happen to always line up with my you know prior opinions, <laughs> I try to stay away from that. But we had a disinformation campaign and censorship of a historic significance. Here he called, he says the unholy trinity of the intelligence community, the corporate press, and big tech. It was a gigantic fraud perpetrated by the country's most powerful institutions. I think we're owed some apologies. I think we're owed some explanations. And I think some heads should roll. I do. I think some people should get fired. The guy at NPR being one of them. People, People who made decisions about suppressing and censoring on the tech platforms need to be fired. There have to be consequences to that kind of behavior or else you're saying that it's acceptable. Oh, here's another one. Leslie Stahl. Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. Probably should be fired now. Thank you to It's All a Distraction on Twitter, uh, who sent me... Oh, hang on. Boom. Who sent me... Uh, I had to plug back in my laptop. Uh, nothing like that's on my laptop. Don't, don't... Don't be thinking... All right, so Trump went on 60 Minutes, and remember how the exchange went with Leslie Stahl. Take a
1: look at what's going on last night. And then you say oh, that shouldn't be discussed. I'm saying it's the biggest scandal out there, Leslie. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen. And you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about Well, because it can't be verified. You want I, to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop, it. Leslie. Leslie can be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Even the family hasn't, the family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. See, and that was
0: my, well, that's one of my biggest beefs with Trump. He couldn't seal that deal, that argument. He couldn't nail it down. She keeps saying it can't be verified, can't be verified. And because he didn't have a command of the facts about how the verification was in fact done, he couldn't push back. I thought he did well to say, why do you say that? It's a good question. Why are you saying it can't be verified? It can be verified. In fact, it was verified by the reporters at the New York Post. What, did they, what didn't they do that you require? Right, but he doesn't ever turn it on him. He just then goes and attacks Joe Biden, he's gone into hiding for five days. But that that doesn't and that doesn't drag her back and, you know, grab her by the shoulders and make her look in the mirror. It doesn't it doesn't advance the argument. It's just it was one of my biggest frustrations with him. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Here's a Pete tweet. It's not mine. It's somebody on my my influence list. Oilfield Rando is his name. Oilfield Rando. And he worked in the oil fields. Anyway, I I believe he's in North Carolina as well. He says Hunter was engaging in business worldwide on behalf of his father. If he got himself compromised by a friggin' American computer repair shop, what do you think foreign intel agencies were able to get from him? Indeed. Same logic with the Hillary Clinton server. Not her emails, the server. Unsecured server, didn't have the protections necessary to be doing business as a secretary of state. And that's the scandal. That's the smoking gun. It always was. What got compromised? Anthony Weiner. Speaking of compromised. Right. Anthony Weiner's laptop found right before the images and whatever that were on the the laptop uh, set aside. But there was the other stuff because his wife was working for Hillary. And so there was all this stuff going back and forth on Weiner's laptop. What got exposed to foreign agencies? Remember this? Charles C.W. Cook from National Review. He says, asked about Hunter Biden's story, the laptop story. Joe Biden said on television that it was a Russian plant, a bunch of garbage, and that it was only believed by Rudy Giuliani. There is no way that Joe Biden did not know that the story was true. Because that was the story that Biden was the big guy and he would get a cut of the business dealings that Hunter was involved in. And Biden went on to uh, went on TV and said lies. But, I mean, he's Joe Biden. He's been lying for 50 years. So, yeah. I'm wondering where all of the truth-to-power people, like uh, Jim Acosta at CNN, you're going to be sticking microphones in Biden's face now about this? Anybody going to throw a question at Biden? Or Joe or Dr. Jill? Kamala, see if she laughs. I bet she does. Of course she does. Of course she's going to cackle. All right, let me go over here to Edward. He's been sitting on hold for quite a while. Hello, Edward. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I got all Whoa. this on the news. And uh, everyone knows about it, and I think New York, New York Post gave you a lot of this information, but Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden, made a deal with China that Joe Biden and his son opened up uh, an investment firm in the nation of China, gave them $1.9 billion to invest in that in that investment company. Now that was known by everyone, and and, I, and why the hell something wasn't done about it? I don't know. He gets elected anyway, and also there's a lot of more stuff that Joe, that Hunter Biden has been involved with, that's been in the news, and news and news people cover it up.
0: This is and why I say Joe Edward
1: Biden lies about it.
0: Yeah, this is why I say. Elections are about what media make them. Uh, You're right. Yeah, it, and, and if the media wants an election to be about binders of women and killing Big Bird and um, uh, you know uh, the 1980s called, and they want their foreign policy back, if that's what the media want the election to be about because the economy is not great and they want the incumbent to win, then that's what they make the media uh, the election about. That's what they did to Mitt Romney in uh, 2012. Right. Well, it's, it, it's and it's what we're they did in to in the
1: state of anarchy. We no longer have no laws. The police are not allowed to enforce laws against criminals stealing out of stores, even in the state of South Carolina, for God's sakes. And in California, they're going to warehouses and stealing everything in a warehouse and nothing's done, the police are not allowed to touch him, because if they touch him, the man will fall to the ground and cry, oh, you broke my shoulder, or whatever.
0: Whoa, 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 Wait, wait, hang on a second. Are you saying that soccer players are committing all these crimes? <laughs> okay, all right. Edward, I appreciate the call, sir. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Uh, that's what it sounded like he was describing, all right. Hey, do you remember that time? Um, Yeah, do you remember that time? When I told you about how the the county commissioners seemed really giddy about all of the federal spending that they were going to be uh, doling out to all the local charities. It was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm old enough to remember. So I went over how it kind of made me feel. It's it's just kind of, I don't know, unseemly. Makes me feel kind of dirty. Just the way they're like, oh my gosh, look at all this money we have, and we're going to just spend it on all these great investments. It's going to be fantastic and do so much good. I can't even stand myself. I'm feeling so do goodery. So, um, I thought I would bring to folks' attention the uh, the other side of that ledger, which is the cost. Because this was all ARP money. This was not the old people money. This was the American Rescue Plan money. And there's the cost associated with that, which is what. Inflation. We'll take a look at that up next. Here's an email to Pete at the Pete Calendar Show.com. That's where you can send it. From Jason, he says, Pete, methinks this is uh, the Hunter Biden story, the big guy scandals. Methinks this is only being recognized as legit now because the left side of the House wants the big guy not to run in 2024. That is possible. I think there are people that see the writing on the wall. They they expect there to be a complete blowout in the midterms, and they are not confident that Biden is going to be up to the task to defend his whatever legacy would be <laughs> in 2024. That could that could definitely be it, or partly. Um, Joseph says we all knew the laptop was real, and now the same media that's blatantly lied for partisan reasons, at least since Ferguson, with the whole hands up, don't shoot lie. That was when I had my radicalizing moment. Uh, is now telling us to go to war with Russia? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> right? Yeah, Glenn Greenwald made some comment in his piece at Substack as well about how the uh, Democrats, along with some Republicans, are now you know unifying on the Ukraine stuff, and yeah, it, it's it's disturbing. It is. It's disturbing. It's difficult to know who to trust. I see so many people like there's I'm about to get into this piece on um, or, or the, the topic of inflation and Joy Pullman. I mean, I'll, you know, here, I'll Just do it live. We'll do it live. OK, every time some member of the ruling class says inflation is transitory or we predict it will come down by the end of the year. I read that as confirmation that things are going to get worse. That's because these are the same people who told us just a few months ago that inflation wasn't even happening. Until, of course, it became so obvious that the screen people had to switch narratives. It's also because U.S. corporate media, which today drives national politics, has been for some time the American pravda. You have to read between the lines, sometimes backwards, to understand what's really going on. And she's talking about inflation. But this is also the case in many other areas, right? There was a... A story I had heard—I don't remember where I heard it—and uh, I apologize for that. But it was—it may have been Glenn Beck telling the story. He was talking to a a person who uh, grew up um, and uh, and then left as an adult. One of the former Soviet nations, and the person is older, so they remembered life before the fall of the USSR. And. He said that the biggest um, surprise to him when he came to America was how Americans read and watch and listen to news, that they consume news and that they believe it. Because over in the Soviet Union, he said everybody read Pravda, but we just or watched state TV or whatever. We just did those things. We just read them to know what the government wanted us to think. That was the point. So you knew what the marching orders were. It wasn't to get truth. You just needed to know what the official line was so you don't cross it. That's where we are now. It is. That's where we are. Now, I mean, it's not that, you know, no one's coming to, you know, incarcerate you or, you know, throw you in a gulag yet. Although if you don't have the... Uh, if you don't have the vaccines, can I interest you in these uh, these trailers we have? Set up? No, I'm kidding. It's just a joke. Uh, Joy Pullman goes on to say these are, recall, the same people who tell us every election is questionable, except for 2020s, that some men are women, that babies aren't people, that war is bad, but we should go get into another one. And critical race theory is a mirage. They simply cannot be trusted on anything. In fact, the rule of thumb I've developed based on watching the media lie so many times is that whenever the ruling class insists on something, it's a pretty good bet to assume the opposite is closer to the truth. It works extremely well to combat propaganda stampedes. The people telling us that inflation's not happening, it's, but it is Vladimir Putin's fault at the same time, they do so in direct contradiction to empirical demonstrations of the opposite. It's the money supply. Right? Despite this, like this excuse of COVID, hundreds of billions of dollars of deficit-funded dollars Congress already chucked out of helicopters hasn't even gone into circulation yet. In addition, state and local governments are hoarding about 800 billion dollars of already passed COVID stimulus. There's another trillion in infrastructure spending. It's already, uh, or is, that is still not out the door. This is all yet-to-be-spent money, while the federal government has already expanded the dollar supply more than 40% since February of 2020. So we're seeing historic inflation right now, long before Congress has finished even blowing up the balloon. They just keep telling us it needs more air. And that's what really chaps me. When I watch the county commissioners on Tuesday night, and they're just gushing over all the money and so many great programs, and oh, all the good we're going to be doing. How many people are now not going to be able to afford the necessities of life because of the inflationary pressures you're putting on them by taking the money and spending it as you are? You're going to send these people right into the arms of county services and nonprofits supported with ARP funding, right? Almost like that's the point. Almost like that's the point. Cloward Piven, anyone? (music) News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The Pete Calendar Show. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110 are the phone numbers. By the way, this is not just a rip on Biden, the inflation stuff. Republicans have voted for legislation that has given us this inflation today, too. They help maintain the conditions under which it will continue as well. Joy Pullman at TheFederalist.com says, Anybody with half an education who did not live in congressional la-la land could see that bombing the supply chain under COVID and then blanketing the most in-debt country in the history of humankind with even more fake dollars would cause an economic crisis. There was a piece here in the Washington Examiner couple of weeks back the political power of inflation by jay cost and uh, he says if unchecked it could destroy biden's party's prospects in the november midterm elections and perhaps beyond the recent reading of the consumer price index indicated that the annual inflation level of seven percent is higher than any record or any on record in 40 years 40 years is an important number And I kind of mentioned this the other day before, in my defense, before I read this piece. But I said, like, I was a baby the last time inflation, stagflation, Jimmy Carter, all that stuff was going on. I don't remember any of that. None of my, I have no memories of that. Except I think vaguely maybe a gas line. And we had to go. But I think most of that was just memories that other people told me and then... I constructed in my own mind uh, sort of an image of what that must have looked like, probably based on TV shows and movies as well. Where if you had an even-numbered license plate or an odd-numbered license plate, that determined which day of the week you got to go get gas. Um, Forty years ago, I don't remember what those conditions were like. It means that the overwhelming majority of Americans have never experienced inflation at these levels in their adult lifetimes. Most of us, in other words, have few personal memories of the phenomenon. This is why the study of history is so important, because it extends our knowledge of the past beyond our own lifetimes, which is something that usually at some point after your teenage years, you realize that history did not begin with your birth, right? The lessons of history regarding inflation are clear. It can flare up unexpectedly, resist the efforts of policymakers to tame it, And in the worst cases, not only undermine the economic prosperity of a country, but degrade civil society itself. He then goes on to list a bunch of examples. The American Revolution almost fell to pieces because they were printing money. You know, the Continental Congress financed the war by printing a shocking amount of money. Prices skyrocket. Confidence plummets. The downstream effects of wartime inflation contributed to Shay's rebellion, which in turn led to the Constitutional Convention. Then you got the French Revolution. 1789, large portions of the French society were extremely displeased with their government, but one of the most potent uh, sources of anger, Parisian housewives who could not afford the ever-rising cost of bread. The Jacobins, socialists, right, they were able to Harness their ill content for their radical purposes, resulting in the regicide of Louis the Sixteenth, as well as the Terror, the rise of Napoleon Bonaparte. Then, after World War I, the Allied Powers, with the heavy penalties against Germany and the Weimar Republic, inflation took down the uh, the government, brought about the rise of Adolf Hitler. There were other examples: Zimbabwe. Uh, if it functions, so inflation functions as a kind of tax. On holding cash, it's a so think of it that way. it is a tax on not spending, which means it is regressive in nature. So the people who are the poorest can least afford inflation. Do you hear that, County Commissioners? As you're patting yourselves on the back for spending all of the inflation-inducing uh, uh, grant money from the federal government, you're making it harder for poor people to live. Do you care about poor people? The longer you hold the dollar, the less you can do with it. So it can burden those people who use most of their incomes for the sake of consumption. They got to hold all their dollars until they spend them, meaning that their purchasing power goes down and down and down and down. So they start buying things more quickly. Stuff they may not need, but because they can't save the money and put it towards stuff that might actually improve their situation, because to save it means you lose purchasing power. And when people are no longer able to purchase the essentials of life, political radicalism is sure to follow. Inflation, Jay Cost writes, can also act as a kind of mind virus that is spread from person to person. When you expect inflation to manifest or persist, you have an incentive to purchase goods and services sooner rather than later. The problem is that everybody has that same incentive. If the quantity of goods and services remains fixed, then prices are going to increase. Too few dollars chasing too few goods. That's inflation. It is inextricably linked to the policies of the national government as well, especially in a country like America, because our currency is not tied to, well, anything. Precious metals, not tied to gold or silver. On every dollar also is emblazoned the symbols of the United States federal government. And if that dollar is suddenly incapable of purchasing as much, well, people know precisely who to blame. It's right there on the dollar, right? And this is why Biden should worry. There is no way for him or his team to spin their way out of an inflation problem. They can't pretend that it doesn't exist because everybody experiences it every day. They can't pretend it's not the fault of the federal government because the government alone oversees the currency. Muy bad for Biden.